0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: This is the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. It is rare that I bring up a topic in the three thirty segment and then repeat it in the five o'clock segment. But I know the nature of radio and I realize that there are some of you that were listening at three thirty, but probably most of you were not. The nature of radio people tune in, tune out, tune in, tune out, they're in the car, they get home. So uh Let me deal with something that I think is pretty important that I dealt with at 3.30, but I think it's worth mentioning again. The debate last night. Why is it important? Well, it is the presidential primary debate for the Republican Party. This is the debate that is supposed to represent conservatives in America. And uh well let me let me just let me just spit it out. It was a disaster. In my humble opinion, it was an absolute disaster. Someone called it a clown show. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Uh I put a great deal of blame on the candidates. And here's the bizarre thing. Every one of the candidates on the stage last night says, We got to have law and order. We got to have law and order. We got to follow the rules. We got to enforce the rules. We got to enforce the law, law and order, law and order. Every one of them. None of them followed the rules last night. None of them. They were forbidden to talk over each other. They all did it over and over and over again. They were told, we're going to enforce the time limits. You're going to hear the bell, the ding, or whatever, and you're going to shut up. Not one of them obeyed it. So, so you had the Republican candidates, law and order, law and order, law and order, and not one of them, not one of them was willing to follow simple rules of debate. Well, Bob, they had to because everybody else did. So you oh, don't give me that stuff. Um so that was that was number 1. Number 2. Fox News. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. The moderators, number 1 Univision is far left liberal. And please don't take this wrong. But the moderator from Univision did not speak real great English. And that's not a knock on her Hispanic roots or anything like that, but you would think in a debate they would choose someone who spoke fluent English. And why in the world was Univision a part of a Republican debate? And then Stuart Varney with his heavy british accent and my goodness i'd love to hear a good british accent and so forth but and dana perino i think she tried to do her best but if you watched the debate last night within the first 5 minutes it was chaos it was absolute chaos it was a free for all after the first Five minutes. And then the whole timing thing. I was watching it, and uh, Ron DeSantis was in the middle. They arranged everybody on the stage according to their poll numbers. Well, Ron DeSantis is way, way, way behind Donald Trump, but he has higher poll numbers than anybody else in the state. So he was number one right in the middle. I didn't think they would ever get to him to ask him a question. They went on and on and on and on. I turned to Joy and I said, "Why aren't they asking Desantis anything? They're not giving him any opportunity, and he's the anyway." I thought the timing was terrible. I thought the questions at times were dumb. Um, there was no control. There was no decorum. It was a free for. It was like it was like at times it was like a food fight in a junior high cafeteria. Other times it was like a playground brawl in the second grade. Um I just I just thought the whole thing was a disaster. Uh, joy and I finally turned it off. Turned it off. And my wife Joy put on Facebook it caused me to lose all my joy. And listen, when Joy loses her joy, that's bad. But I just thought it was terrible. Um, Doug Burgum had no business on the stage at all. He has no chance in the—he had some good thoughts. He had some good ideas. He has no business being on the stage. Uh, Mike Pence really never had a chance. What little chance he had, he totally destroyed I believe Mike Pence loves Jesus. I believe he's a fellow believer in Christ. I believe he is my brother in Christ. But he came across last night as cocky, condescending. And as I said in, at the 3 o'clock, 3.30 segment, every one of you have probably known someone who could not ever, ever tell a joke or be funny. But they try. And the harder they try to be funny, the more awkward they are. And they make everybody awkward in the whole room. That was Mike Pence. He was trying to be cutesy and trying to, you know, trying to give zingers. He was terrible. He was awful. He really was. Uh, Vivek uh, was better than the first debate. He didn't hurt himself last night. First debate, he really hurt himself. He came across as arrogant, um, narcissistic, uh, not nearly as much last night. He's got some really good ideas. He probably had the best thoughts of the entire evening when uh, he dealt with transgenderism. And he says, hey, let's be honest. This is a mental illness issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought that was brilliant, I thought it was true, it was honest, and uh, he deserves some kudos for being honest in that. Chris Christie and his comment about Donald Trump being Donald Duck, he destroyed any, any future he has in politics. Uh, Nikki Haley, who was really rising in the polls before last night, uh, I don't think she helped herself at all. Uh, a woman politician has a disadvantage. Let's face it, they have a disadvantage. They have to come across as tough, but not harsh. And that's really difficult for a woman in politics. It it is, let's just be honest. She's got to be tough, got to be Margaret Thatcher-esque, but not shrill. Uh, sometimes she came across as shrill last night. I don't think she helped herself at all. In fact, I think she hurt herself. Tim Scott, I like Tim Scott a lot. I think he'd make a great vice presidential candidate. But he's a terrible campaigner, and he certainly didn't help himself last night, I don't think. But I like him a lot. Of all the candidates, uh, if anyone helped themselves, this is my opinion, I think Ron DeSantis helped himself. Uh, he is never going to be charismatic. That's not his personality. He's not a great campaigner. He really isn't. I think he would make a very, very good president. And I think one of the things that I like most about him is what's going to hurt him the most. He's not charismatic. That endears him to me. But I think that's going to hurt him politically. So anyway, those are my comments. Uh, If you would like to comment, if you had the stomach to actually watch the debacle... Give me a call. Give me your thoughts. Maybe you disagree with me completely. That's fine. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Did you watch it? What are your thoughts? Who hurt themselves? And uh, what about Donald Trump not being there? 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll be right back.
0: talk radio that makes a difference makes a difference this is Bob Bernie live
1: well this is an interesting survey uh, put out by the uh, public religion research institute which I have a great deal of respect for them uh Obviously, I and almost everybody else knows that the pastors of mainline Protestant denominations lean far, 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 far to the left. So that part of this research does not surprise me at all. The conclusion of this new research concerning mainline clergy indicates what we all knew. They are leftists. They are liberal. But what surprises me is their congregations. Now, the congregations tend to be tend to be left leaning liberal, but not nearly as much as their pastor. Hmm. Let me read you part of the study. A new survey of mainline clergy finds those leading the historic denominations. What are we talking about? The ELCA, the PCUSA, United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church, uh, and a few others. Okay. A new survey of mainline clergy finds those leading the historic denominations that once shaped, once shaped the American Protestant scene are far more liberal— than their congregations on a host of political and social issues. Now, this is a big study. The Public Religion Research Institute surveyed 3,066 mainline clergy. Over 3,000 mainline clergy. The research shows that about half identify with the Democratic Party, 28% identify as independents, and only 14% as Republicans. Okay, that is not shocking at all. They are the inverse of evangelical clergy, who found that overwhelmingly evangelical clergy are conservative and vote Republican. Okay, that doesn't surprise me at all. But get this. Mainline clergy are also more liberal than their congregation, who tend to be divided among Republicans 36%, independents 35%, and Democrats 24%. What? Are you kidding me? Of these 3,000 mainline Protestant denomination churches, the pastors are overwhelmingly liberal, either independent or Democrat. Only 14% of the pastors would identify as Republicans. I'm surprised it's even that high. To be really honest with you, I can't remember the last time I have met the pastor of a mainline Protestant denominational church that's a republican or has any conservatism in them at all so i'm shocked at that but the congregation again mainline churches 36% republican 24% democrat 35% independent now the first thing the first thing that pops into my mind how can you be a conservative politically and sit under the ministry of a liberal theologically? How do you do that? Unless, that's eh, it's just religion. I go to church just because I want to feel good. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference what the pastor believes or teaches. At least I go to church. At least I'm religious. And, yeah, I'm a Republican. Quote, the mainline clergy are more supportive than their congregations of LGBTQ rights, more likely to have opposed the overturn of Roe v. Wade, and less likely to believe America is in danger of losing its culture and its identity." And then the research gets into individual denominations. Uh, Party affiliation among these uh, mainline denominations. By the way, I forgot to include American Baptists. Not all, but most American Baptist churches have gone as far liberal and left as any of the others as well. Um, Okay, so among the denominations, party affiliation. United Methodists, we're talking clergy here. All right, clergy. Among United Methodists, 19% claim to be Republican, 38% claim to be Democrat. Uh, Disciples of Christ, 13% Republican, 60% Democrat. Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, 7% 7% Republican, 59% Democrat. PCUSA, Presbyterian Church USA, 7% Republican, 61% Democrat. Episcopal Church, 7% Republican, 60% Democrat. And the United Church of Christ, which is Barack Obama's denomination, 3% Republican, 71% Democrat. Wow. That's party affiliation among the churches. Um, Coming up on a break, when we come back, how they identify as political ideology, not, not party, conservative, moderate, liberal. Political ideology. It's fascinating stuff. I'll share that with you when we get back. And then their congregations. Yeah, that's really weird. All right, you're listening to Bob Bernie Live. We will be back.